The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are doing a big sister chat. Now, thank you guys. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining me again. I'm so glad that you're here. Happy last day of April. As I said on Friday, I still can't believe it's the end of the bloody month. What the hell? This month has been massive, so massive for me. And I don't know if it's been massive for you, but you know the drill. I always want you to do a reflection. So there will be prompts either in the Facebook group or on the Instagram. I will definitely put them up. It's just a quick five, 10 minute journal session. And it's nice to check in with yourself, see how April went and see what we need to kind of get ready for or maybe work on or maybe chill with in May. And I also want you guys to come into the Facebook group because tomorrow we will have the post out for the highlights, gratitudes and struggles. And as I said, we have, the group is growing. We have so many amazing people in there. I love reading those updates. I love following along with what you guys have happening in your world. So come and join us because yeah, I like to read it and I feel like we can like have a better connection. <laughs> now I'm going to give you mine because it is Sunday and I want you to hold space for yours. And if you want to write it down, you can, if you just want to think about it, you can, if you want to talk about it to whoever you're sitting with, you can do that as well and come into the group as I said for tomorrow struggle I'm going to start with that first because my struggle has been struggling um I finally got my blood test results back on what day was it Sunday yep and well last Sunday the day that the episode with Laura came out thank you by the way for the feedback on that episode sorry I'm going off my little run sheet for a second but the feedback was so beautiful and I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it I feel like I want to have more people coming onto the podcast. Obviously, I love that you guys love listening to me, but I do understand that there is an element there of, not that I feel like the podcast is an echo chamber because I don't. I always try to give you balanced things and come at things from multiple angles, but I do think there is value in having another voice on the podcast or having other voices on the podcast and especially voices that have more experience in certain things compared to what I have. And I think, yeah, it's just a really nice way to amplify certain voices and have certain people share their stories and experiences on here. So thank you for being so lovely to Laura and receiving the podcast app so well. But back to my struggle, my vitamin D, I got my results on Sunday. Guys, I had been going insane because I felt, I felt so terrible and I really thought it was my iron and it's actually my vitamin D. I'm vitamin D deficient. My vitamin levels are lower than five, which is like extremely deficient. I've been put onto supplements and I have basically three months to improve it. If it doesn't take, I think I have to get some shots for it. I don't even know that you could get vitamin D in a needle. I'm also trying to sit outside as well. I understand the sunlight is helpful, but what I want to say to you is if you are feeling bad, go and get a blood test. If the blood test comes back, because typically I feel like doctors may test for iron because that might be the most common one. For me, I had low iron in the past, so that's what we thought it was. The first blood test was iron only. The second blood test was vitamin D. It was everything. It was all the rest of my vitamins and whatever else, my thyroid and things like that. But it was quite low and I just feel better now knowing that it's actually something that I can pin it to and I'm not just feeling so trash for no reason because the vitamin D 
side effects or the symptoms feel very similar to the iron. They're probably a little bit worse. Definitely feel more like sad and like yuck and can't be fucked with life (laughs) with a low vitamin D, but really fatigued, really just lethargic. I think it really explains a lot because I have just felt like no matter how much sleep I've gotten, no matter how much rest I've taken, I just cannot catch a break or I just don't feel relaxed or rested. And then I got a little bit of a head cold last week as well, which really took me a few days to fight off, but you can get sicker easily when you have low vitamin D. So I'm trying to fix that, but at least now we know what it is. Go and get tested if you are feeling unwell, because chances are it might be something that you're lacking, might be something that you need. And it's always better to know these things. It's a privilege to know what's going on with your health. So go and get that if you need. Just a little reminder. My highlight is my crush, guys. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> why am I nervous talking about this? Anyway, I just wanted to give an update because we have been going on a few dates. We're up to like date eight or nine. I'm getting an awful lot of pressure from you guys about, oh, is he your boyfriend? Oh, what's going on? And guys, we're just vibing. We're just chilling. <laughs> we're just enjoying each other's company. We're just getting to know each other. Things are moving at a really healthy pace. Things are going good. I'm enjoying where things are at. I'm in no hurry. He's in no hurry. We're just enjoying the moment. And it's probably been the nicest dating experience that I've ever had. And I'm just really trying to like savor that and enjoy it. I had a comment on my YouTube this week, which surprised me because I don't usually get hate on my YouTube, but this person was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like you either know or not by now with what's going on. Like, how can you not know? (laughs) And it's not about that. I think in the past, I have been someone that's just rushed into things and I have been someone who, yeah, really jumps the gun and thinks like I'm a thousand miles ahead. And that has never really led me (laughs) down a successful path. So yeah, I am taking my time with it. Yeah, I am taking like it's slow and I'm enjoying that and it's going really, really well. So he's definitely my highlight. He's very supportive. He was really patient with me. I didn't even see him like over like Christmas, Christmas, Easter, (laughs) because I was going to Adelaide, Sydney, flying everywhere and he was still so patient that entire time. So yeah, I'm just really grateful for that. He's not my gratitude though. The gratitude is the sunshine in Melbourne today and yesterday because if you're here, you would know the weather doesn't feel like autumn weather. And unfortunately for me, the sunshine does impact my mood quite a bit. (laughs) And maybe now that I know that I have low vitamin D, it explains it a little bit more, but I love the sunshine and whenever it's out, I'm going to make an effort to sit out in the sun just for a little bit, obviously still be sun safe, but yeah, I've just been so that up and I hope you you are too wherever you live. Now guys, let's get into today's episode because I have been talking shit for a little bit too long. <laughs> this is a big sister chat. You guys wanted this and I polled you twice and you voted for it twice. I polled you twice because the first time the poll was like two weeks ago and I just double checked I think on Sunday if you still wanted it and you did. So here we are. If you like this episode, go back and listen to part one. I did do part one which is episode 16 and in that episode we talk about periods, we talk talk about having sex for the first time. We talk about if you have a different sex drive to your partner and how to build intimacy in a relationship. On today's show, we are talking about casual sex, porn, dry spells and body count. Again, yes, it is a juicy show and I'm very excited because last time I did this, I said it reminds me of that Dolly Doctor sealed section. Some of you listening may not understand what I mean and I may be talking to like the older crowd of your safe space. But back in the day, there was this magazine called Jolly Doctor. And down the middle, there was like this sealed section that you had to like peel off that little edge along the side. And it had like all the juicy like sex stuff in there. And so 
As always, this podcast is not a replacement for professional help. It's not, I'm not a doctor. This episode is for the things that you may want to ask your parents or your siblings or friends, but you may be too shy to ask. And I think there's nothing to be shy about. The more we talk about this stuff, the more it normalizes it. And it doesn't have to be uncomfortable or scary or anything like that. Let's get into the show, guys. Question number one is two questions that I'm mixing together. (laughs) The first one is, how do you feel about casual sex? And the second one is, are things more likely to turn out casually if you sleep with a guy on the first date? And I think I spoke about this in the dating culture episode. I'm definitely not against casual sex. I think I've said that before. It serves a purpose, especially if you are needing like your physical needs to be met. And I think it's okay to have your physical needs met. Obviously, very clearly, I'm going to say, as long as you are practicing safe sex, I don't see an issue with it. That means either using a condom or other forms of protection, making sure that you are tested regularly as well, especially if you are partaking in casual sex is really important. I think for me in my early twenties, that's maybe something that I would participate in a little bit more than what I would do now. I think when I was younger, I maybe not that I didn't care, but it was just like very like I was, I was I was very flippant with it. It wasn't something that I held, I guess, with so much weight. Whereas now I need like an emotional connection before I have sex with somebody. And I don't know why that's happened to me, but I think as I've gotten older, that's just what I prefer. And I don't need to be in a relationship to have sex with somebody, but I definitely don't feel like that appeal of a one night stand or something casual like isn't really there for me right now at this point in my life and obviously guys I'm not slut shaming anybody I think do what you want with your body as long as you're safe that's really all I can say to you but the other part of the question as for do I think things will turn out casually if you sleep with a guy on the first date I don't think it has anything to do with when you sleep with a guy And maybe I have some male listeners of your safe space that want to come into the Facebook group and tell me otherwise. And actually, I'm curious. So come into the group and tell me if I'm wrong. But I think what actually matters is if the guy wants a relationship or not. Because looking back at some of my exes, I slept with them on the first date and then they were meant to be casual sex and then they turned into my boyfriend. I also slept with the last ex on like the third date, he became my boyfriend, but then he broke up with me (laughs) not long after. And the current guy I'm seeing, I slept with him on like the sixth date and things are still good now. So in saying that though, I've also had guys ghost me after sleeping with them on like the second or third date or fourth date. And so I think it's more about what the guy wants versus the time. If a guy wants a relationship with you, I don't think it matters whether you sleep with him on the first date or the fourth date. And I don't think this answer has a black and white answer. I would love discourse about it. And obviously I'm a bit biased because when I look back, two of my relationships came from casual sex and I've also seen what happens when you have it and then like they ghost you or it doesn't go anywhere either. I would love to know what you guys think though. It is very personal. As I said, I don't think it's right or wrong. I don't think the timing is right or wrong and I don't think it really matters here. My overarching advice is do what you want. As long as you're comfortable and consenting and being safe, then that is all that matters. All right. Our next question. What are your thoughts on your boyfriend watching porn? We actually had a post about this in the Facebook group, which sparked some very good conversation. I felt like it was very nuanced and balanced and there was some validating happening there and it was a really good chat from both sides. I'm personally not bothered by it. I feel like it's something that, yeah, it doesn't really 
impact me or concern me. I think watching porn is okay. I think it's normal. I've watched it. I've watched it with my partners. I've had ex-partners watch it. And I know that we have very split opinions on this in the community and that is okay. I want to say for some people, this may be like a huge (laughs) no-no. And it may be like a huge boundary that they don't want to cross. And for other people, they may agree with me. Similar to how I always say things exist on a scale or a spectrum, wherever you land is okay. I'm not sitting here saying my opinion is the only one or my opinion is the right one. Everyone's boundaries are different and that is okay. My thought process is I would rather sex with my partner or sex in general be a very open topic and be a very like easy conversation that I can have with my partner and something that I would want us to like openly discuss and openly share. And I think the other layer to it is I would hope that my partner would be watching ethical porn and ethical porn usually is like paid porn, something like an OnlyFans, free porn and some other porn sites could have content that wasn't consensual to be uploaded in the first place. Their age regulation isn't monitored and the conditions on set with the sex workers are very poor. Some of them aren't paid adequately and treated really poorly. And so I think I can see, and some people may also agree that ethical porn might land better or sit better with some of us. But for this listener, and obviously I don't have context, it was just very much like, what do you think about your boyfriend watching porn? Obviously, I also don't have a boyfriend right now, but if you have a boyfriend and you are uncomfortable with it and your partner is watching it, that is a boundary that you can assert. And that is okay as well. Obviously, I recommend unpacking that in conversation with your partner about why it bothers you and seeing if you can compromise on something in a way that you can both have your needs met. Because I think with something like this, there should be like that middle ground where you guys can meet and still have both of your needs met and you both feel secure and satisfied within the relationship. And that goes for sexually as well. On the other hand, I think it's very different if you have asserted this boundary and then your partner has breached that. And I did an episode on boundaries. Go back and listen to that. It's about how you have the conversation with boundaries and about how to assert them better. Obviously, I don't have more context with this question, but I would be happy for threads to be started in the Facebook group about it if you wanted to. I said it on the other post that got started, but your safe space is a safe space for sex workers too. Sex work is real work. And I just want to ensure that if we are having those conversations, we are keeping the safe space. That's a lot of safe spaces and S words in one sentence, but we are keeping the safe space for any sex workers that we have in the community. That's really important because I know that we have quite a few people in the group that do do OnlyFans and things like that. All right, guys, next question. These are all very juicy and I'm probably going to overshare in the next one. I haven't had sex in about three years and I'm very nervous to get back into the game. Do you have any tips? And I am going to overshare because I feel like it's important. And when I overshared this on TikTok, the response was actually positive. But to this listener, firstly... Your nerves are totally valid. I think I can relate because when so much time passes, you're thinking to yourself, how will I know what to do? What's going to happen? I'm so scared. How can I be naked in front of another person? Or how can I be comfortable doing the deed with somebody else? And as I said, I can relate because prior to the recent guy that I've slept with, I had not had sex from the last relationship I was in. So I slept with my ex before that in September of 2021 and only recently had sex with the guy that I'm seeing. And let me tell you guys, I was fucking terrified 
terrified. <laughs> I remember I messaged my best friend. I was like, oh my God, like we had sex. And she was like, yay, like so excited for me. And I was like, no, like I was so, so terrified. And he was so respectful and he waited like quite a long time before yeah, we got to that point, but I was scared because so much time had passed and I was really worried that I wouldn't know what to do or that it would be weird or that it would be uncomfortable. But I can confirm after however long that was, however many months, it was totally fine. (laughs) And after having sex a couple more times since then, it's okay. It gets easier. You get more comfortable. I think there's an element there of like sex with someone for the first time doesn't matter if it's your first time or just the first time with that person. It can be a bit awkward. It can be a bit uncomfortable because like it's your first time with them. You don't know what each other likes. You don't know how it's going to go. And so even though so much time has passed, I promise that you will be okay. I promise. My advice here is to actually still stay in touch with your own pleasure and your own sexuality and your own touch in this space. And that could look very different. And whether that looks like, you know, getting comfortable in your own body, getting comfortable with your own body naked, you know, self-pleasure, sex toys, whatever it is, because I think, yeah, sure, you cannot have sex for years and years, but that doesn't mean that like you're not exploring or staying in touch with yourself as well. I will add after about, I think it was like the year mark, I started to feel this thing called touch starved, like where you just wanted like human touch and like human connection. I think that's like a very normal thing to experience. And it was not even in a sexual way. It was just like, I wanted someone to hug me. I wanted someone to cuddle me. I wanted someone to kiss me. And I think that you can try to have those needs met non-sexually too. So I'm talking about whether it's like hugging yourself or hugging a pet or hugging people, even like going to get a massage, like that can kind of help you get that touch feeling as well in that non-sexual way. As I said at the start of this question, I remember I posted a TikTok about it and I think the caption of the TikTok was like, I said that I didn't want to have sex with somebody unless I had an emotional connection and now I just haven't had sex for years. And the comments were filled with people that could relate and that were in the exact same position as me and who had almost become like celibate after having sex in like their earlier years because they were at that point too. And so I just want to say, if you are listening and that is you and you are in that situation, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not a bad thing. I think it doesn't matter how many years it's been. It's okay. Dry spells are normal. They're common. There's nothing wrong with you. Don't make it mean something bad about you. And obviously, On this, it is a deeply personal thing, but if you are comfortable sharing, come into the group, let us know what you did during this period or time frame to kind of manage that. Because I think, as I said, it's always helpful for listeners and for each other to kind of learn off each other and validate each other and yeah, kind of share that knowledge and share that experience. I would love to know. And now moving on to our last question of the show. This one is a juicy one. It's about the body count again, but here it is. My boyfriend is the only guy I've done things with sexually. I'm scared that when I'm older, I'm going to regret only ever experiencing things with him, especially as he has a higher body count. I really liked the context in this question. So that's why I put it in. I know we spoke about body count maybe in like a couple of AMA episodes back. If you want to listen to that, go and listen to that. But I think this is a very valid like fear or worried. And I think this comes from more of like the what if, like the what if, like this is all that it's going to be. And as someone who has had both like long-term partners and casual sex, I feel like 
some of the better sex was with like the long-term partners. It was with people that I felt very safe with. It was with people who I had communicated what I liked or they had communicated what they liked. It was with people that I had a history with, that I had that emotional connection with. And I think sex with a long-term partner can often be better than like a casual casual night or like a one-night stand. Obviously, that's just my opinion, but I think casual sex and one-night stands aren't always like the movies, aren't always how they're like shown on TV. They can often be a little bit awkward and uncomfortable and weird, as I spoke about in the last question. And the other thing I think that I'm more worried about in this question or what I would want you to focus on is, is your worry about missing out on sexual pleasure or is your worry about your partner's body count? Because I think they're two separate issues. I think you can have that worry about him being the only sexual experience you're going to have. What he's done before you shouldn't be a factor or shouldn't impact that. I think if you can look at in isolation what kind of sexual experience you're having now with your boyfriend and see what kind of sexual experience you want to have and try to see if you can implement that in your relationship. See if you can communicate that to your partner because that may then alleviate some of the worries that you're having or some of the concerns. And I think with good communication, you can have some really great sex. And just to double down on what I said, I think your boyfriend having sex with other people in the past really shouldn't be a factor, really shouldn't be something that drives your future like sexual pleasure or your future sexual outcomes. And obviously with everything, I try to give you guys uh, both sides here. So We'll play devil's advocate for a moment, but if you do want to experience more or other things or urges or desires and you're not getting that from your relationship, I'm not going to sit here and say that like that's also not an acceptable decision to make. I'm never going to tell you that your decisions are wrong or you shouldn't make them. What I will say is have that clarity for yourself, hold the space for yourself, figure out what it is that you need, figure out if you can have those needs met in your relationship. If you can't have those needs met in your relationship, then maybe that's a sign that that's not the relationship for you. Again, I never want to tell you what to do. I just want to give you thoughts to like prompt things and space for you to figure that out yourself. But guys, we're going to wrap our show here. I really like doing these episodes because as I said, it's nicer that we can talk about this stuff, especially if you don't want to have those conversations with your mums or your siblings or your friends. And I'm always kind of happy to share my advice. I think long-term, I would love to even have like, I don't know, maybe not a doctor, maybe like a sexologist or like sex therapist or someone on the potty so that we can do something a little bit more deeper as well. But we are going to wrap this show here. I hope that you guys have an amazing Sunday. I hope that you have an amazing week ahead. Hope that you do something lovely for yourself. If you're having sex, please practice safe sex. Please get tested. Let this episode be a PSA to go and get your STI or STD check. And as always, guys, have a great week ahead. If you're not already following us, it's Your Safe Space Pod on Instagram. It is Your Safe Space Podcast community on Facebook. Come and join the group and leave us a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. It goes a long way. I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh,